Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome to Homeschool Together. Thanks so much for joining us today. Today we're going to be peeling summer school back like an onion. <laughs> like every summer school has such a negative connotation. We're trying to we're trying to change it around. Well, kids love onions. <laughs> summer school's positive. <laughs> um, but before we begin, make sure you head down into the show notes. Follow us on YouTube. We've been putting out a new video about every two weeks on average, covering the various countries we've been going uh, around the world with our blended. Uh, build your library with Torchlight Curriculum for K. So if you're getting into that or if you're going to be thinking about doing that as a combo, um, we all have a podcast out on how we do that and how we're doing that. Um, but we're also putting out YouTube videos where we're reviewing all the great books and recommendations and challenges of doing a blended curriculum. So we've been putting out beautiful videos, beautiful golden, <laughs> gold-plated. Listen, we're working on it, guys. Gold-plated videos. And we put out podcasts. Our podcast is also done as audio only on YouTube, if that's a more friendly platform for you. Exactly. I'm going to give a quick shout out here. Thank you, Carol, for yeah. all of your comments. We know she's listening. We always look forward to seeing. I, every <laughs> time one goes up, I'm like, oh, did she leave a comment? So we really appreciate it. You know, if you oh, like. And, th- and thank you to the new reviews that have come up on iTunes. We yeah, really, really appreciate it. Those if, are so great, you guys. If, if you haven't had a chance, please head on over there and leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps um, move us up in the rankings. There's kind of this black box voodoo thing. Um, it's yeah. subscribers and reviews and longevity and number of downloads and it all kind of goes into this giant witch's brew of how to move up the rankings so those podcasts that have been out there for 10 years that are defunct are still up there on the top because of some magic sauce so if you could do that that would be great sign up on the uh, social media we're putting out a lot of great content if you could subscribe to the show even if you only listen every once in a while you can subscribe you can always unsubscribe i mean we hope you don't but you certainly can Uh, (laughs) but the fact that you even subscribed once goes to our all-time subscriber number which is why some of those really old podcasts come up high in the rankings because at one time their peak subscriber numbers were high Uh, so anyway we're just trying to you know have more folks find us and if you know, the best thing that you can do is mention us at your co-op gathering if they start happening again soon <laughs> well, and, or and, and, at the park or on yeah, the key social thing, media. Yeah, and the key thing here is yeah. that we're going to be uh, reviewing a bunch of curriculums coming up here. Mm-hmm. And we There's know a stack of them sitting next to you, Booza. I know. I'm looking You're at the box. You're such a slacker. I know. I have so many things to do. <laughs> um, and... Uh, and if you could, you know, just keep keep in mind, we're, we're getting geared up for the summer. So everybody kind of going off doing their own thing. Um, but we will be putting out a lot of review content. So if you're still thinking about making those decisions, we have a bunch of math curriculums. We'll probably 
cover a little uh, a number of um, writing and in and, and we've we've covered some of the language curriculums um, you know all about reading but we're probably going to cover a few more mm-hmm. our and guests s- are going to help us with that we're yeah. going to be talking to other families about what they really love their favorite mm-hmm. curriculums just to kind of give everybody a flavor of you know we can't possibly run through every single no. curriculum with our stalwart but only little <laughs> and singular fifth uh, five-year-old de- so. homeschool together economics will be doing a little bit of division of labor <laughs> and we will be asking others of what they do right. um, in hopes to try to you know help you through the decision making process maybe you're looking to change your curriculum or you're looking to tweak something maybe one of your learners didn't really like what you had done this year keep an eye out all summer we're going to be coming out with some good content we'll give you some good ideas um, good good insight into the other options, secular options that are available to you. We're really going to be focusing on that. So let's get into it. We're we're doing summer school. Yeah. Right? Well, so officially Memorial Day uh, is kind of like this the symbol of starting of summer, even though right. January is about to start here in, uh, in, in the Pacific in Northwest. Pacific we're having our last like hot day before it all goes downhill these last couple of back days. Into, back into the 60s and rainy for a few more weeks, and then we get our beautiful summer that we don't tell anyone about. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. 75 and sunny for three but, months. But, you know, as we're all getting ready here, we're all feeling this wind down. Even us as year-round homeschoolers are feeling the societal wind down from school. Uh, we wanted to talk about the summer. Uh, what that means to us, because we do homeschool year round, uh, what kind of that could mean for you and your family. If you're still thinking about it, maybe this was your first year homeschooling. You're not sure what you're going to do next year. If you're going to go back to school or if you're going to stay and you know, what, what is the summer? What do we do during the summer? What are your options? We kind of wanted to run through some of the options and, um, just give you some ideas, some food for thought about what you could do this summer. So, so, you know, first thing we do is we'll very selfish. We'll talk about ourselves. So, right. So as, as, all it's our of, podcast. We can do it. Yeah, I know. We all, we. This is our platform. <laughs> but uh, so, like, I don't want to hear you guys, talk, hear you guys anymore. talk anymore. Uh, so we do all year round homeschooling, and what does that mean? That that means we we go all year. We don't take breaks, but we do take breaks. So we take weeks off here. We take weeks yeah. off there. It's we a little bit of a misnomer. It sounds like we homeschool every moment of the day, or or you know, I mean, every every day of the year. It kind of it isn't really that. Obviously, we still have vacations. We still have the kids going to grandma's house, exactly. and you know those kind of things where we don't homeschool. We still have all of our holiday times where we don't. But what it basically means is that we're not limiting ourselves to the confines of the normal quote unquote school year yeah. some that sometime in September through you know June or May or whatever you know your state's school a public school schedule is so we're not limiting ourselves to having to finish all of our curriculum within that time frame and then be off for the summer with no more homeschooling um, as if our kids were public school kids and they were just off but we also use it either to catch up or in some respects because we do own the education, you know, I like to consider it as just going at my learner's pace mm-hmm. continuously. It, it's that, more freeing. If that moves us ahead, like, you know, I'm not doing it. We're not doing year-round homeschooling so that I can, you know, have a notch in my belt to say my kid graduated high school at 14 years oh, old. Oh, yeah, that's not the point at all. No. I just don't want to lose the momentum. I like to continue. You know, we, we believe in education as an idea um, that exists all the time. And so it's not something we want to stop and then like you send them out to camps or let them play eight hours a day 
and not get back into that flow. So but we don't just for our family. I mean, yeah. a, you know what? If That's camps, yeah, if yeah. camps are your thing, you know, and you've got very busy summer schedules, we're not making any personal judgments Absolutely at all. Not. We're just saying for our family, if we got out of the habit of doing this, it would be difficult for us to get back into it for mm-hmm. one. Um, Two, we would lose the momentum that we have gained working on reading and math with our learner because mm-hmm. she is younger. And so it would there would be this catch-up time in the fall, which we want to try to avoid. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is we really like homeschooling. Our daughter sometimes comes to us on a Saturday morning and goes, Mom, is there homeschool today? Yeah. Well, no, honey, it's Saturday. It's family day. We're well, just doing other things. Someday she comes to us on Thursday and says, is it homeschool today? Right, yeah. <laughs> it's a mixed bag. It's not all roses. But... <laughs> In general, we really enjoy it. Our daughter loves all the books that we read. She loves the different units that we study, the different countries. And before we did the countries, the different topics of the week in our curriculums, um, she loves all of that stuff. And so, you know, for us, that would be, there would be something really missing if we just decided not to do it. For yeah, a few part, part of our daily routine on homeschooling is reading books we get from the library, doing science experiments, doing art. I, I don't see that as things that we wouldn't do anyways. Like, you know, you can't just, I would do those things anyways. Well, we right? would, we would but want the to read curriculum books. gives yeah. us some structure. It gives some us like, structure, yes. Rather than just going to the library and picking out a bunch of books that sound interesting, which is a uh, fine way to do it yeah. too, we have, we have something that we're kind of studying together that she can deep mm-hmm. dive into. But this all being said, even though we are continuing our curriculum, we are kind of going about business as usual, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I think the important thing for everyone to realize is that even for us, summer is not like fall, No, <laughs> right? Even though we're still homeschooling year round, summer is a very different animal. There's um, obviously all the kids on our street and her friends around the area, if they're public school uh, children, they're off for the summer, even if they're homeschool kids. Almost all of them are. I mean, right. I we don't know if there's any homeschooling kids on our street. I mean, I think they're all public school or there's a couple private schools. Right. So kids are running around all day wanting to play. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've got other friends in the area, even if they're homeschool friends. The Lumber. weather is beautiful. The, so, the sun is rising at five in the morning. <laughs> going to the lake and going to the park and all those fun summer things. So yeah. you have be- this beautiful weather. You have the influence of a lot of... Grandparents are right there, play dates. That yeah, are it's built a good in. time to go to grandma and grandpa's house because if you have a co-op or parent partnership that you're doing, they're going to be off during this time. So it's a great time to pack them up and, you know, go on a road trip as a family or send them to grandma's house or play with the kids down the street. So there's a lot of other exciting things happening during this time, which means that even though we're continuing to kind of ch- try to chug along as normal... We have to be more flexible during this time of the year. And for us, that means prioritizing what's most important and what we can kind of drop because we're not packing up the schooling to take it to grandma's house. No. You know, we're, we're, we're not doing that. If we're having a pool day, we're having a pool day. So, yeah. um, so I, I think that it's just important to realize if this is your first year homeschooling and you're wondering, you're thinking, okay, I'm, we're going to go through the summer. Is it the same velocity as the fall? No, not at all. It's not the same velocity. Ooh, good term. Yeah. What's your burn down rate? Oh, yeah. Let's your... not talk about agile development right now. <laughs> so, you know, talking about the the speed at which we get things done in our homeschool and how much ground we cover, it's not as much. So we have to have realistic expectations during the summer. That being said, we do want to keep making forward progress. Um, but keep in mind that if this is your first summer and you want to do year-round homeschooling, that it's going to 
look different than fall and spring uh, because there are a lot of other demands on your time uh, at this time of the year. So. so so taking the next step is, you know, maybe you want to do all year round, um, but maybe you don't want to do your curriculum. You're still going to read some books. You're going to do some chapter books. You'll get some stuff from the library, this and that, obviously your normal thing. But maybe you just want to focus on just those core subjects, whether it's math or reading. And it's kind of funny, like, you know, we say we're year round, we're kind of going to, we're obviously we're going to continue our year around the, around the world mm-hmm. study. Um, but my main focus for the summer is reading and math, just continuing the crank along and get through those curriculums and get to the end of those and see where we need to either shore up and re- review things, or maybe we can move on to the next level. And that's really been my focus. So it's the next step for you is if you don't want to do your normal curriculum, you don't want to do your your structured curriculum, you may choose to just continue your math and continue your reading study as if it's just a normal year. And right. and we all know that that would be a pared down amount of time. It might be a little bit easier to achieve in the morning, do about an hour of that, and then you have the whole day to, to play and whatnot. And you still are achieving the the core goals that we all kind of really know are really important those i was actually kind of laughing with with my oldest today when we were driving home from dance class and i was explaining to her that the most important thing about homeschool is that i'm trying to get you to have the tools in your tool belt so that you can learn on your own not that i'm going to abandon you in a year or two (laughs) to the wolves but i was trying to explain to her that you know daddy's always learning daddy is continuing to learn mommy is continuing to learn um our two-year-old who's up and staring at the monitor right now still wants to learn at nine, nine forty at night. She's looking at us. It's yes. She wants to learn. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, the goal is that I'm trying to give you those tools so that you can enable the, you know, all the learning you'd ever want. And so in my mind, I'm just, I don't want to lose the chance to like put those tools in her tool belt because I I know, I know what great, great things that could mean for her. Um, I agree. So, that that sounded creepy. Our our two year old's on the monitor. We're looking at. She's not like in the room. With not us. in the monitor. No. no. <laughs> yeah, that was like our two year old's looking at us. I can, I can see people going. Wait, why are you recording? <laughs> no, we're watching the monitor, and she is um Still she is off. awake uh, very late at night. But yeah, I I hear what you're saying. It's um these are the core things when you think about the things you have to like catch up on, quote unquote, mm-hmm. when the school year starts, the things that kid, kids lose ground on. It's not history and science and mm-hmm. art and those things because that stuff is all especially at this age a, a lot about exposure. These young learners aren't remembering everything that we teach them about history at this no. age or art science techniques or, or science. It's all about exposure and enrichment. Um and and getting them to be excited about these other areas. But the math and the reading are the ones that we're going to go back into the school year and the ones that our assessments are based on. If you live in a state that has assessments and you know, the the ones that everyone's going to care about. So if you don't want to do anything else, but you do want to continue, like you say, focus on the core, you know, knock that out and then have the rest of the time to have fun summertime to be even maybe a little bit eclectic in in some respects but you could be sitting there saying matt i had writing without tears all year and it was nothing but tears and i'm tired <laughs> you know how many people i've heard that from i know <laughs> and i'm sure it's one of those things where you like you you come up with a great product name and you know or like you have a movie that you make it's called bust 
and you know there's going to be the reviewer out there that's going to be like, yeah, this was a bust. Mm, you know, it's like right. writing without tears. No, it was lots of tears. You know, right, it's nothing but tears. Yeah, I know yeah. the the pun. Yeah, you know, the joke is built into the name. But if you sit in there saying, hey, listen, I've done my reading, I've done my math, I'm tired of this. My kid's tired of it. We need a break. And next thing you could do is just like the next layer down is embrace the idea of unit studies. And so, you know, what is a unit study? And let's do maybe a little recap on what is a unit study. Yeah. So, boy, unit studies can really look like anything. Boy, there's just there's a huge variety of them. But essentially, it is a short, maybe it's a week or it's three weeks or six weeks or 10 weeks. I mean, there's all kinds of different ones. And you can make your own. You can buy them. Um, Build Your Library and Blossom and Root both have great little unit studies, you know, uh, build your library has a whole like Harry Potter one, which I will absolutely do when my kid's a little older. Uh, so you can, it's basically a short curriculum and, uh, it gives you something that you can focus on for a couple of weeks or however long that unit study is really dive into it, enjoy it. And then it's over. Summer is a really fun time. If you don't want to continue with your normal curriculum to do unit studies, because you can get a flavor for some other things that your kids might be into. You can also deep dive into some books. I mean, a lot of unit studies are based around one main chapter book. Yeah. Um, and so you can, you can really have a good time or it's a big study about, you know, it's volcanoes. It's all about volcanoes. And this is the unit study and there's books and there's videos and, and you can create these yourself. You can say, gosh, my kids earlier this year, we barely touched on dinosaurs and they were super into it. I'm going to put together a two week unit study this summer, all about dinosaurs. We're going to do everything. We're going to go to the museum and we're going to do all this stuff. It, it can be kind of whatever you want it to be. The digital ones are very affordable. So you could also you know, ask your learner, like maybe what they're interested in totally. and you can put together something or find, you know, on Blossom and Root or build your library and see if right. they have something available that you can just kind of bolt right in. And some, some sites you'll find will have free unit studies. If you want to get uh, or we'll have a sample, like even Build Your Library in Boston Root will sometimes have samples. You can even just kind of get an idea of what a unit study looks like from one of these folks if you want to compile your own. They're very cheap, though, too. So, I mean, yeah, I would not hesitate to buy one of them. But if you're wondering, you're like, gosh, what does it involve? You know, it can involve math and reading and science and art. And all this other other stuff, or it can just be reading and writing based, or, you know, it can be whatever you want it to be, but it's focused on one subject and it's a shorter duration. That's kind of the main. And you can do as many or as little, you can do one every week, or you can do one a month, or, you know, whatever. If you're going to go on lots of trips this summer and your kids got lots of different camps and things, and you're only going to have a few individual weeks where you're not super busy unit study might be great for you to get smaller ones that could just take a week to do and you can kind of hop around when you have those weeks at home and you can do them i mean it would be a, a kind of a cool thing to do so so to pair kind of paired with that you know we are now part of the game schooling co-op which mm-hmm. is just this great group of people fantastic who, who are all game schooling focused some are homeschoolers some are not some are education based some are just game based it's like a whole nice little smattering of different um kind of content creators Mm -hmm. all around the idea of game schooling and educating through games and we're doing something really fun this summer so what is it yeah so it's called game school summer and it's all about using games this summer to help teach and you know avoid the summer slump 
Um, So there's just a ton about it. We're not going to take up this podcast to talk all about it, but if you're not wanting to do a full curriculum, but you still want to do some educational stuff and you like games as a part of learning, uh, I I think it's fantastic. We are going to do our short bite episode. So this episode's coming out on Monday. Check back with us on Thursday. Our short bite is going to be all about game school summer. We're going to talk about it. It's like tons of free resources and challenges and fun stuff to get your family excited. Um, It's lots of of uh, printables and free print plays and just all kinds of great stuff. So so if you've heard us talk about game schooling, you're interested in it, maybe it might be something your family might like to do for the summer. You may want to test it out. Um, definitely stay, stay up on that. Now, I did say right. a cool word there, testing. So let's get into our next idea, which is homeschooling R&D. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's a cool, I think, I think it's a good way to put it, right? So you've been homeschooling all year. Maybe you've been homeschooling for two years or three years. And you're to that point where you you're one of your learners is maybe not doing as well as you would think, or you've got some new ideas, or you want to try some new new curriculum idea, or you want to try something, test something new. Maybe you want to try a little bit of unschooling, or maybe you want to try to do more of an eclectic nature, or more of a learner-led thing, or more maybe more of a structured thing. This is a great time in the summer where the cost is low, meaning you know, that you're going to permanently damage your child forever, that you're not going to have that. Of course not. But, you know, you have that freedom over the next 90 days to test something, try something new. Maybe you want to like, I don't know, do a lot more computer stuff, or maybe you want to do a lot more handwriting, or you can just kind of test and see what options are interesting. Try to new, new methods, new, maybe even ask your kids what they're interested in. Maybe, maybe they can provide you some feedback. Mm -hmm. And see if that can maybe tweak and change your homeschooling environment. Maybe they want to like do outdoor school all, all year, and you want to do all your homeschooling outside. I, who knows, right? There's a there's a billion different ideas. There's lots of things that you know we're always talking about being flexible and mm-hmm. adapting because that's what we have to do constantly, and you all have to do it too, I'm sure, in your own homeschools. Uh, but this is a time when you know rather than during the year i find during the year we make like micro tweaks yeah. it's really hard for us to like throw over a whole curriculum and just say oh you know that is just totally not going to work for us right we're always like well oh, it's a good concept but i'm going to make this small tweak small tweaks i think summer is the time for big tweaks yeah summer is the time to say you've been doing right start math all year and you want to try math mammoth or singapore right. math or you want to try something different Right. Let's just see if I if I totally shake this up and I do something completely different, what's going to happen? Because there's no sliding, right? This is, it's like bonus time. Mm-hmm. The summer is bonus time yeah. is kind of how we feel about it. Um, you can use it to get caught up on something, but you can also use it to really play and feel that freedom to maybe set aside your plan if things are not working for one of your learners and shake it up. This is a great time. I mean, be bold. Be bold. Now's um, the time. You know, we've talked about all these different ideas where you're, you've started maybe just continuing, you know, the most normal case, you're just continuing what you're normally doing and then peeling off a piece, peeling off a piece, trying different things, a little bit of homeschool, R&D. And maybe you're just saying, you know, Matt, Ariel, I'm not going to do it this summer, but we're going to be doing a lot of traveling. <laughs> Yeah, things right? are so opening back up. Things we're are getting opening to back national up. parks. We're going places. We're, yes, I'm going to go visit. We're going to road trip it to the family in the Dakotas, mm-hmm. or we're going to go down to Texas, or we're going to go down to California and see friends along the way. You can go see Yosemite. You can go see Redwoods. Mm-hmm. You can go to the coast. You can go to Napa. You can go down, you yeah. know, some 
a farming thing, farm to table thing, right? You do, who knows what it is, but you're getting out, you're seeing the country again yeah. because you've been cooped up in your house for the last year and a half and you're ready to get out. You can definitely turn that into educational experiences for your children. Mm -hmm. You can tie in maybe unit studies or maybe you don't even have to go as formal as unit studies. You can just maybe do focused education on where the destinations you're going. You're Maybe you're going to go on road tripping for three weeks. Mm -hmm. um, no, nobody's taking vacation. <laughs> Your boss is yelling at you. You got to take vacation. And so you got to go do something. And you guys are going to go for three or four weeks. Who knows? Maybe the kids are going to go. We have some friends whose kids go and spend like three to four weeks at, in the summer with their grandparents. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you can try to add some educational components of the things they'll see in that area that they can do with grandma and grandpa. You know, there, there could be ideas. Think about where you're going and if there's any way you can tie in something educational mm -hmm. as part of that destination. It doesn't have to be super big and well thought out. Like, you know, don't add to your, to your stress, please. But uh, you know, if you're going someplace that you think has got an educational component and, you know, hint almost everywhere does, um, even going camping, there's lots to learn there. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, think on it a little bit and how you might make it more enriching and kind of, you know, think, think about the educational aspects. Yeah. I mean, even at a minimum, if you're doing destination, there's going to be books. There's going to be books written there's, about that area. There's going to be there's stuff about books. everywhere. Yeah. And you can definitely pull those books down, put them in the bag. And really just focus on reading and learning about what you're doing. I think they'll get a more layered experience. And we know about young learners is they like to see the layered experience of returning back those sequence, that idea of mm -hmm. a sequence where you're, you're spiraling back on the same topic from different areas. Maybe they'll, they'll end up understanding it at a deeper level. And so just taking that with you in your destination trip, I think will be fruitful. At, yeah, at, at the minimum. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're doing something like we are, where we're still continuing with our curriculum, when we take breaks and we do vacations, we're not looking directly to add mm -hmm. uh, education in there because it is kind of a bit a break for us. But if you're not doing anything else, and this is a time, you know, it's a great way to add in something that hopefully shouldn't take too much time um, to add in an educational component. So continuing down that whole list and you get all the way down to it and you say, Matt, we're going to be going on those trips, but we ain't going to be doing any more homeschooling because we've committed to go back to public school. Right. There's those or, of you out there that have been listening to us this year and we appreciate you. Yes, we do. Um, who are going to be going back to some form of public or private school full time, maybe, maybe part -time. a co-op, maybe, maybe you're going to continue your pod in your backyard. Who knows what you're going to right, be doing? Yeah. We want to maybe put the idea in your head that always treat the summer as a homeschool summer. As you, a homeschool opportunity. Opportunity. If, as a homeschool opportunity. If you want to, right? Even even if you're like we're going to we're going to go back to public school until my kids graduate, that's fine. We're but we're here for you. Think about those times mm -hmm. like the summer is a great opportunity to do a little homeschool. Yeah. Maybe maybe your learner did really good this year, but math just wasn't working. So, okay, great. This summer, we're going to be doing a whole math curriculum in three months. All we're going yeah. to do is math. It's it's just maybe a half hour a day, 40 minutes a day. And that's what we're oh, going to do some fun things too. And obviously. <laughs> Play some games to reinforce Play that game, math. Yeah. But, you know, it's but, one but of But you things. understand the idea, right? It's like you could choose and pick right. and choose. Well, hopefully right? now a lot of folks will do that because homeschooling yeah. shouldn't be as foreign anymore. So many people have had to do it who weren't intending to. And, mm -hmm. and even if your journey, your main journey with homeschool is ending here, 
think about that as the summer as homeschooling is always here for you. If you want to get one of these yeah. curriculums to get the great books and read them with your learner, you know, after school or on weekends, I mean, certainly don't put a whole nother curriculum on top of a kid who's already going to school. Cause that's a lot, but you know, if you want to get some ideas from some of these great resources, more power to you. Because you knew through the pandemic and through being forced into this that you know you can do it. Absolutely. And you know it's possible. Like that's one of the things that we always, uh, that I've been kind of ramming home the last year and a half is that people didn't realize things were possible. We didn't realize we could work from home effectively. We didn't realize that we could homeschool our kids effectively. Mm-hmm. Right? Just having the options and having that choice and and embracing that you know, I I, heard, I was listening to a podcast the other day when I was mowing the lawn um, that the pandemic accelerated working from home 10 years, that this was already a trend that was going in that direction. Mm-hmm. And this accelerated that 10 years into the future. And these ideas of homeschooling may, you know, we know by the statistics that they're on the rise even mm-hmm. before the pandemic. So the pandemic may have accelerated a trend that was already going to happen. So you're sitting here and you homeschooled your kids this year. Well, guess what? You were probably statistically in the pool of potentially homeschooling your kids in the next few years because of the amount of new homeschoolers that were increasing. Um, people pulling their kids out of the schools and deciding to go to homeschool or deciding to go to a co-op or deciding to go to a parent partnership. This was already a trend that was happening. So you have participated in something that we were already moving towards potentially. Yeah, I think it was, I mean, I think the the runway on homeschooling was probably, the ramp was probably longer than the ramp to working remotely just because there's so many families that felt that, you know, they, they couldn't, they kind of go, a lot of them go hand in hand, right? Does, the ability yeah. to work remotely now frees up families who couldn't homeschool before because both parents were working full time. Exactly. And we've we've had homeschooling journey stories here where both both parents are working. Absolutely. And they have begun to homeschool and they've realized it's a great experience. I mean, go back and listen but to But they those could only do it because of remote working. working. Home, so yeah. I think that the rate of homeschool, even though, even if if everyone had not been forced home, I think that it would have been a much longer ramp up than the remote work journey. But you know what we're But it does seem like they, they could glad. go hand in hand, yeah. They do go hand in hand, I think. I I'm just glad that people got the opportunity to experience this. I you know, of course I wish it was under different circumstances. Absolutely. But now I hope a lot of families who didn't think this was something that they could do before see that it it really is a it is a an, an interesting alternative um, and might be the right alternative for your family. But even if it's it's over for you now, mm-hmm. you know, it's always here for you. If you want to do it during the summer or at off times or you have a child struggling, you it's kind of like it's a, as you were talking about tool belts earlier, yeah. it's a tool in your tool, your tool belt now, right? If your child ends up struggling next year in some subject, you have the tools now. Exactly. And that, so and, I think that's pretty cool. And I think that folds into the term that you borrowing from Danielle Dabbs, which I is know, edu- game babies. Of, yeah, of edgy parenting, where yeah. you are an education focused parent that has the tool belt to know where to find the information, how to, you know, convey that information to your kids in a compelling and exciting and fruitful manner, whether it's through games or through co-ops or through pods or through secular online curriculums or you know you know box curriculums who knows what it right. might be you have the awareness now 
to do this and also educate others. And you can point mm-hmm. people to, you know, what are those resources? And you can say, well, these are great resources, but you have to go subscribe to the Homeschool Together podcast <laughs> in order to do it. Um, free of cost, but, you know, great subscribe. And, uh, you know, you as this education-minded parent are able to tackle these problems, I think, in a more effective and fruitful manner for your child. Yeah. I think for somebody, you know, Danielle coined that term, I think, uh, I don't know if she coined it, but she uses it. We're going to put it. It's, we're going to uh, attribute it to Danielle. Danielle Dabbs scratch dash Michael Scott. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> oh, the office references. Um, I think that the overall goal is even, I think the, the point she's making and she's talking about this with game school summer, which of course we'll talk about more on our next show, but is the concept of, bringing education, having, uh, having a, an eye for education and everything that you're doing with your family, even if your kids are going back to full-time public or private school, that you're, you're keeping an eye out for education opportunities at home, whether that's playing games or it's going on an outing as a family on a weekend, or it's going on a trip, uh, you know, that you're keeping that education kind of in the forefront in the forefront yeah, yeah of your mind of of things you could do with your kids uh so you've had this experience homeschooling now so even if you aren't going to do any of this during the it's, summer it's almost like a educator it's, it's almost like <laughs> it's almost like habit forming right think about it imagine you're on a campsite and you're you're this is pre-homeschooling you're maybe just sitting around having fun talking to your kid oh look at those bugs or you know let's go for a hike or something but now since you did the Blossom and Root curriculum and you're very thoughtful on how you examine the world and how you can twist that into learning for your child. Maybe you're going on that hike now through the woods and they've got their sketchbooks with you with them. Right. And, and you then, have the field guide on your got phone. The field guide on your phone. To identify leaves. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just those tools, right? And you're now an edgy parent where you're you're thinking in terms of education and you enjoy that process with your child now where maybe not that you didn't do it before, but you're just, I think, more aware of it now. And you, you embrace those moments and you you enjoy learning alongside with them. Like I, I enjoy reading half these books to my kid because these are things I haven't learned about. I, I think or, it's incredibly interesting. Yeah. And, when we were, when our daughter was um, not quite two, I think, we went camping with another family mm-hmm. and they had two older daughters that were both uh, high school. And we went out on a hike with them and we'd been to this campsite before and, you know, I've got the baby on my back and we're walking and we're enjoying the beautiful trees in the North Cascades National Park, which is gorgeous. And uh, I hear we're hearing them and the daughters are saying, oh, dad, that's just a beautiful and they're using the proper names of each tree and and they're crouching down and they're looking at rocks and their dad's saying, oh, yeah, no, yeah, that's a this, this specific type of quartz and and the whole way they're going, they're talking about all the things they're seeing on the trail. And Mm -hmm. I remember looking at you like, how do they know all of that stuff? (laughs) Right. And we asked them later, like, are you guys like nature guides in your off time or what? Because we felt, we felt so surprised. And they said, oh, well, just, you know, since our kids were young, when they saw something, we looked it up as a family. And then we knew that that's what that tree was. And, and all the years of of knowledge accumulated, accumulated yeah. into us going on this hike where I felt like I was going with a nature guide yeah. because they knew so much. And I thought it was just one of the coolest experiences. Yeah. Um, and you could really see this culmination of years of just, and, and those student, those two girls had always gone to public school, were very, mm-hmm. you know, um, very active and busy in their school, but 
their family always kept education, an educational mindset, and it really showed. And those two girls are now excelling in college um, engineering. So mm-hmm. they're, you know, it's just, it was the first time we'd ever really encountered anybody that had, we had seen kind of the fruits of, of all those years of, of labor. And we had such a young, a young daughter and thought, oh man, that's, that's what we want to be when they're in high school. We yeah, want like it to be this way. Good observing young, young parents. We were paying yeah, attention to what we thought We were pretty was impressed. We thought yeah. it was pretty great. So hopefully, you know, we've walked through all the various steps, a lot of different options. Maybe that gets your brain juices flowing and get you thinking about what you're going to be If we doing. missed an option... Let us know. Let us know on Facebook. I mean, there's always there's always uh, camps and different fun activities Honestly, to do. Yeah. There's so many. There's sometimes summer preschool. There is. We will be doing a little bit of <laughs> Montessori preschool, <laughs> just a couple days a week because it's she just loves it so yeah. much. Um, it works well. But yeah, let us know. Let us know what else you're gonna what your plans are for the summer. We would love to hear from you. Absolutely. So let's end it the way we always end it. Um, Ariel, how dangerous is a green anaconda? Well, based on the chokehold that our older daughter put on our younger (laughs) daughter earlier this afternoon, I'd say it's pretty dangerous. So we're going to talk a little bit about imaginary play with the animals. So we're going around the world with the Build Your Library and Torchlight curriculums, combo curriculums. Head over to YouTube and subscribe, and you can see us talking about that and all the reviews. Shameless plugs, Booza. Shameless plugs. I'm not paid nothing (laughs) for nothing. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'm sorry, you all. I'm sorry. It's my job. I, listen, Ariel, you've got the great knowledge and the great, you know, just stream of consciousness, great delivery. And I'm over <laughs> here keeping the MC, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm keeping it loose and moving and organized. That was my job before I became a stay at home dad, an unpaid laborer. <laughs> well, <laughs> Every you're day. a well loved unpaid laborer. Yes, I get, I get paid in hugs and kisses. I know. That's right. Um, but so, as part of that curriculum and part of that review, we do a lot of animal studies, and it's been very, very exciting. And it's been, I think, that wrinkle within the curriculum that I, I didn't know was there and has been kind of a fun thing. And yeah, I think we do a new animal every country. New, every country, every region. Sometimes it's regions. Right. Yeah. But this time it's countries. We're obviously studying Brazil and the Amazon. And we went through our, what's the, what's the yellow book? The animals the, around uh, the, world. the Atlas of Adventures. A Atlas of Adventure Animals. So we were covering the sloths. We did uh, pink-toed tarantulas, and we found YouTube videos about it. And then we found the green anaconda. And lo and behold, my five-and-a-half-year-old wanted to see that anaconda eat that capybara. <laughs> and I'm like, "Are you? is this happening right now? Or are we going full animal planet Well, and then nature? later we read – it was funny because oh, we read yes. a book tonight where there was a capybara – we're probably not saying that, that correctly, right, but it's all right. But anyway, our Brazil listeners are just screaming at us. We know there are some of you down there that are downloading this too, so say hi. Hello, um, hello to Brazil. Uh, so anyway, there was a, a section in this book where an anaconda actually came by, and and our daughter was like, oh, "It's gonna eat it," and I was like. No, I'm sure this is a kid's book. It's not going to eat it. She goes, I, I saw it on YouTube. Saw it's going to do it. It's going to eat it. It did not eat it. Spoiler it alert. But, I, but you know, in, 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 you know, downstream from all the great videos of watching large snakes eat people and, or, or animals and stuff. I hope it's not people. This is not a, this is not a John Voight. You did not show them that scene, right? <laughs> no, no. Hey, that's JLo in one of her great roles of all time. Anaconda. Anyway. 
so that is I, i'll put that in the show notes for everybody <laughs> <laughs> don't share it with the kids yeah, but um don't. yeah john boyd <laughs> but uh anyway so the the two-year-old and the five-and-a-half-year-old have been running around first it was the mummies for like oh my god there's mummies and they run and scream and everything yeah, but today was it was you know all about the anaconda so every, yeah, every animal so the, there was a sloth day yeah, where was everybody was day. moving really, really slowly and now it was anacondas the girls are running around the backyard our daughter's trying to slither and she's she's trying to yeah. hug or slightly choke our younger and we, we had to tell her that when you're playing anaconda you, you don't have, have to, to like, be an anaconda right let's you know be a little safe but they're running and they're it's coming for the boat and so i don't know if that's a great representation <laughs> or not but um we they also got really into they've gotten into this, oh, the tamarind monkeys the, as well the we, monkeys today's we were and, in the monkeys so and, it, it's it's given them the springboard for this imagination imaginative play that they've done mm-hmm. i don't know nearly every day they're 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 playing that they're explorers in the jungle that they're playing that they are this type of animal or that they study that animal or i mean the the amount of imaginative play has just exploded with all of these new animals that they're learning about in each of these regions yeah i didn't think animals would be the wrinkle that they would really get on into oh, man, but love it. it has been a big big thing so if you are thinking about doing maybe a summer uh, unit study um, definitely try the animals the, and get the howl like a wolf book which is oh the one gosh, one yes. of them from torchlight it's a it's a book about um just i think there's maybe like 12 animals there's not that many but it's absolutely worth buying if you ha- especially if you have like a toddler at home too because mm-hmm. it has some cool activities where you learn about the animal and then you have to act like that animal so there was one on rattlesnakes where we took socks with uh-huh. um it was rice and, and bat and like little like Tupperware in there, and they were in shaking sock. the socks as if they were. And we tucked it into the back of their pants, and they were acting like rattlesnakes on the floor and stuff. They were they were all into it, and it's been really fun because it's a way to involve our two year old mm-hmm. since she can't do the rest of the curriculum. Yeah, she gets involved through all this play, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just been so great, and it's fostered really great relationship building other than the choking thing <laughs> the, <laughs> we had to put the a, slow squeezing death of that was kingdom. a that was a little scary um but uh you know watch closely watch them closely but but it has in most cases fostered uh great relationship building between the two of them playing these different animals that they've been learning about watch out ariel there's an anaconda uh, Blah, i'm john boyd <laughs> <laughs> no, you gotta do the wink there was a wink. The, 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 the wink was the wink. part of it when he winked and then got eaten again. That was the whole thing. It was a, it was a double eating. Poor J-Lo. Yeah, that was a rough movie. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time, happy homeschooling!